Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello and welcome back to the Wildcat Scoop Podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Shear, here with... Jason Shear. And Jason's very tired because there's like this whole... I don't know, realignment news that happened today and is going to spill over into tomorrow, which you're listening to right now today, probably on Thursday. So if you're wondering about that, this podcast will not be about that because Jason will be covering it plenty. Stay tuned for that. But we are back with our position breakdowns for Arizona football um, we are moving on to the defensive we line. We the tornado warning. There was allegedly a tornado warning tonight in Tucson, and we're all still here. Jason's mom freaked out and got into the bathtub. That's, uh, when, look, when you have a Jewish mother, <laughs> and uh, that's just how we roll. Okay. <laughs> so funny. Uh, legend says she may still be in there. but um, Well, she called me, and she's like, I was like, Mom, the, the tornado warning is done. And she's like, good, but we have another issue. And I was like, what? And she said, I can't get out of the bathtub. So. Yeah, so she lives there now. Um, but we are going to talk about Arizona. And Aurora went to Mountain View. Oh, my God. Today, and she's officially enrolled at Mountain View High School. She's Why don't a, you just tell everyone our address? She's at three. No. Uh, what? You tell everyone everything. No one's. God, no. Any, I'm trying to talk football. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Can I go? Can I move on? Do you want to interrupt me anymore? Okay. Um, we're talking Arizona's defensive line, and you have said previously that you are confident Arizona's defensive line will be better this season. Why is that? Because it can't be worse, Shelby. Next question. Uh, I mean, that's actually part of it, as bad as that sounds. It can't be worse. The defensive line was clearly not very good last season, but I think the biggest reason why there's cause for optimism is a coaching staff that addressed the defensive line. Um, one thing, you know, not one thing, you can give Jed Fish credit for a lot of things, but one of the things you can credit Fish for is he's very good at looking at the roster and saying, we need to improve in this area. And he said that, you know, first goal is to improve the offense, went out and did that. And then defense was clearly the target of the offseason. They looked at the defensive line and said, we need to get bigger and stronger. And the one thing that we will no longer say about a defensive line under Jed Fish compared to other coaching staffs that Arizona has had is that they will lose ballgames because they're too small. Love you, Parker Zellers. That's still my guy. 
but he was a 250-pound nose tackle. And that's just not going to cut it. Again, love Parker, technically sound, all that. It's just not going to cut it, especially in this type of Pac-12 with good quarterbacks and running backs like the conference has. Um, you know, one of the best conferences in America for quarterbacks and things like that. So, um, you know, the biggest thing to me is he addressed it, went out and got transfers. Um, now, there's high school players involved, but the, the transfers are really the key. Go out, get some size, get some experience, get some guys who have been there and done that and hope that the improvement um, is noticeable. I, I think it will be. I would be absolutely – I would be very surprised if the defensive line – I'd be shocked if the defensive line took a step back. I'd be surprised if it wasn't better. Shelby. Wow. Would you say that Jed Fish is really good at filling gaps? Oh, here we go. I'm just saying. I read a um, – I, I saw a podcast. I don't remember who was on it. But he was saying – it was an ex-football player. And he goes, you know, I think it was Greg Olson. It was Greg Olson, who's a former tight end and is a, uh, is a commentator now. And he was telling me that – telling me. He was telling the podcast that one of the biggest things that you have to watch out for is, uh, is drawing – uh, dongs as he put it on the screen which we see a lot like you draw the circle and before you know it there's a big dong on your screen <laughs> but then he goes but then the thing is also like you're you're talking and then he's like you stop talking and you realize that you just said something that would be like in a porn yeah they're but it's like, very just, sexual like, yeah, you gotta fill the gaps hard and spread the other team and he's like it's it's unbelievable and it's goes, my favorite thing and about he goes, football sometimes there's a lot of times we're like he's like I, I try not to laugh but then I realize like what I just said and He's like, like, you have to eventually, like, you have to become conscious of it. But Shelby and I have said before, if you ever, like, have time, turn on NFL radio and just listen to what they say. And it's something, like, you wouldn't even let your kids. Like, if you weren't, didn't know it was about football, you'd be like, what, what are we listening to? Yep. It's the best. So. Um, also, I'm a pervert. So. That also happens to be a thing, too. So maybe I am, too, I guess. But we enjoy There's it. No, maybe Shelby. We enjoy it. It's fine. We're all good. Um, it's cool, baby. What? <laughs> it's cool over here, baby. It's cool, baby. Shut up. Here, baby. Um, what does the addition of Taylor? It's all right, oh baby. You keep interrupting <laughs> me. Would you like to like do this podcast by yourself? Yeah. All right. Bye. No ghosts. Okay. What does? Sorry, baby. <laughs> Okay, at some point we have to... This is question two. We're not even to question five. I'm waiting, Shelby. Okay, what does the addition of Taylor Upshaw do for Arizona's defense? Well, uh, this is a guy where uh, basically the way it played out is um, there were connections from him out of high school. Matt Doherty had recruited him out of high school and knew him. And when he hit the transfer portal, Arizona was on him ASAP. Like, he, they said he is a guy that we want. Great kid, great attitude. Um, four-year letterman at Michigan. Appeared in three. There's a, there's a damn cricket who has decided to come in our house and go nuts. So if you hear that, I'm sorry. What is he doing? He's, like, screaming. I know. It's very loud. Uh, anyway, sorry. Four-year letterman. Appeared in 37 games in his career. Only started two of them. But still, to play 37 games at Michigan uh, should be commended. Uh, as a grad... You know, he's like a double grad student. So, Michigan, his last season, he appeared in 14 games, 12 tackles, tackles, 12 tackles, four and a half for loss, two sacks, an interception, a quarterback hurry. Um, he's good. I mean, he's just a legitimately good football player. And there's a difference between 
starting at Michigan and starting at Arizona. Let's just be honest. The Michigan program is ahead of Arizona's program. I'm sorry if that offends anyone. So you take a player that played in like every game at Michigan and put him on Arizona, you got to assume he's starting. And I think Taylor Upshaw is going to start. Uh, I'd be surprised if he doesn't. If not, he's going to be a major contributor. But it adds a guy with experience. It adds a guy that has faced physical football teams. Now, the offenses in the Big Ten, except for Ohio State, are completely different than the Pac-12. Much more spread out, throw it all over the field, etc. This is in Iowa. But Upshaw still has the ability to rush passers and to get to the quarterback. And I put a, a ton of value into that. And so at the very least, I think he adds leadership. He adds a guy that you can look up that has played at a high level. And he added something that Arizona really didn't have last year and hasn't had in a while, it feels like, which is a guy that can consistently chase the quarterback off the edge. Wow. Well, that sounds impressive. Um, what are your expectations for Russell Davis? Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The second. <laughs> I couldn't tell them. It was two or three. Russell Davis, uh, the second. The second. Uh, I expect more from him. Now, this is what, like I said this with, with Kean Burnett as a tight end. Looking back on it, we, we, we shouldn't have expected Russell Davis to do anything as a freshman. He was like 210 pounds when he reached campus. Um, now he's up to 230 or whatever. He's probably still going to enter the season a little light, but he's getting there. Um, you know, and the expectation is that now that he's bigger and stronger, he's got to be able to contribute. He didn't really do anything last season. He is literally one of the best pass rushers statistically in this state's history. So he knows how to rush a quarterback. Like he knows what goes in it, to what, you know, a, a pass rusher successfully needs to be able to do. Um, so he's a guy where like, look, you're, he may not play 60 snaps a game. I'm not even sure he's going to start. I think there's a very good chance he starts. But even if he doesn't start, he's going to play quite a bit. But he's a guy where, you know, like four sacks, I think, is a solid number for him. As a, a, you know, I, I four sacks, uh, a good amount of tackles off the edge, quarterback pressures. I think that's a solid season. And then you do another big jump for your junior year. But that quickness hasn't disappeared. And if he's got that speed that he had coming in here and he's added some size, 
Uh, I, I just expect more of an impact. Like, I'm not sitting here expecting Russell Davis to be an amazing football player, you know, his sophomore year, whatever it may be. But great bloodlines, great kid, plays his butt off, knows what it takes. I expect him to be a legitimate Pac-12 defensive lineman this season. And I'm, he really wasn't last season. Okay. That's just that growth curve. Okay, you know. baby. Okay, baby. Sounds good to me. No, wasn't it, baby. Uh, is there a player two that people might be overlooking? Is there a player or two, Shelby? Did I say that? No, you said, is there a player two? Listen, wow, I'm going to roll tonight. Um, I don't want to diss you, but it's time to wake up. I'm tired. I'm sorry, I love you. Um, listen. <laughs> <There's>, <laughs> this is the worst <laughs> podcast. We are so... I, I don't know why Shelby's tired. She doesn't do anything. No, but. Before, before we do anything, I wanted to shout out our uh, friend of the show, Ricky Garrett. Because he tweeted his list of podcasts that he listens to. And besides his own, he did tweet us, uh, Wildcat Scoop Podcast and Michael Luke. And maybe somebody else. But we appreciate you, sir. Thank you so much, Ricky. Carry on. (laughs) Thank you, Shelby. Uh, There's two guys that I come back to. Number one is Oren Patu. Very good chance that Patu starts. He would be the guy I think that starts over... Russell Davis. So before Arizona, he played at 24 career games. He only had 13 tackles. Um, but a lot of that is based on Cal's defensive scheme. It's not an aggressive defensive scheme. It's not awful. But um, basically, if you look at like his, his scores from PFF and all that, they were pretty high at Cal. Arizona believes he wasn't used correctly and believes that in, in Arizona's defense, in the position that they're going to put him in, he is going to be uh, a significantly better player and a, a solid pass rusher. One guy that I think is being super ignored, that people need to put some respect on my guy's name, and it's easier to do if you actually know how to pronounce it, uh, is Sio Nufuaka Totoa. Ooh. All right. I just, I don't know if that's how you say his last name. So we'll just call him Big Sio. 6'3", transfer from Indiana, started all 12 games as a senior. He's one of these guys where his numbers aren't going to be crazy. But he will completely change the character of your defensive line because he's absolutely huge and he's going to plug up the middle. And Arizona didn't really have that type of guy. Um, You know, he's tough. His teammates absolutely love him. If you read the Indiana website, 24-7 sites, right up at him, uh, it was a big loss, they felt like, because they felt like he, uh, you know, as a leader, effective, changed everything defensively. Um, you know, so he's a guy that is a big addition for Arizona. Like they, as soon as he entered the portal, they went full on out from, um, another guy that is going to add depth, but those two guys do not be surprised if, if they make a, a bigger impact and they're probably not getting enough attention. If I had to say one more, it would be Isaiah Ward. He's a guy that didn't really play last season, but played really well this spring and uh, is going to compete for playing time. But again, it goes back to pass rushers. You know, I, I think the value of a pass rusher in the Pac-12, if you can get a consistent pass rusher or multiple, your defense is obviously going to be much better than one that doesn't have pass rushers, especially in a, in a league that passes the ball so much. Nice. Well, it's always good to have some diamonds in the rough. Aladdin, just in case you can get the reference. Let me tell you about Shelby, guys. <laughs> My boy John Brogan has a friend. Shout out John Brogan if he's listening. Who's an English teacher at Aurora School, all that, whatever. So basically gave me the reading list. 
that Aurora's going to have as a freshman. Shelby got legitimately excited. I did. She was like, oh my God, the Odyssey? And I'm sitting here like, look, like, I like, like, we got to calm down here. Not the Odyssey, also Midsummer Night's Dream. Oh! I, I am Lord a little of the bit flies. of a Shakespeare expert. I have all my notes from high school and from college from all my Shakespeare classes. And the dream is a great play. I, you want to watch this, guys. This is how you piss off Shelby. Shelby, what is the value of you learning Shakespeare in high school now that you're an adult? I know a lot of pop culture references, and I love English history, and it all like comes together. And theater is is we're not teaching Shakespeare correctly in schools. It's supposed to be taught as theater, not as necessarily as English. And who's calling you right now? Michael Luke is calling me. Well, you might, as well, you might as well I, put him on the podcast. No, no. I said he, he wants me to send him a, a John Wilner article. Because Wilner, after 80 hours in which he was silent, finally decided, you know what, maybe I should mention the Colorado expansion. The Colorado thing. Realignment. Anyway, go ahead, Shelby. Uh, I, I just, this goes with my whole life of being interrupted constantly. I'm just saying that. What you learn in high school, yes, a large chunk of it, is completely useless. It's fair. Like, for instance, we were at Starbucks with my mother the other day. And I was like, Aurora, have you learned about Roman, ancient Roman times? And she's like, no, not yet. And my mom's like, well, why would you even learn about it in the first place? Mm, well... There's an argument to be had there. I don't know if it's to be here on this podcast, but literally every basis of Western civilization stems directly back to the patriarchal Roman society and that we have built. Like, we have football stadiums. Here's an example. We have the shape of the football stadium is literally the shape that the Romans built the Colosseum. And you said before, I remind you of Julius Caesar. Exactly. So. <laughs> you know, pre-assassination. Wait, what? Um, anyway. you to kill me? Uh, we're moving on now. Um, so okay, if you want to argue ancient Roman things with me, I will happily do that because I love ancient history. Clearly I love Shakespeare, etc. Um, but we're, I also love football and, uh, depth is important, but there is a difference between quality and quantity. What does Arizona have? I actually think it has both for the what? first time in... Bajillion years. Bajillion years. And, and here's why I say this. Let me read you some names that I think of are guys that could actually play, right? Uh, Bill Norton from Georgia. We didn't mention him. He's playing. Ty Ty Uagalele. He's playing. Oren Patu's playing. Sio's playing. Uh, Isaiah Ward is playing. Isaiah Johnson, if he's healthy, may be a sleeper there inside. Tyler Manoa is playing. Jacob Kangaika is playing. Russell Davis, T Taylor Upshar playing. Savea could play. Uh, you know, that's right there. That's more defensive linemen than Arizona's ever had, ever. So, and, and I think they're solid. I, I realize that there are some questions, and we kind of need to see it to believe it with some of the guys, but I do, again, feel much better about the overall depth and quality of depth on Arizona's defensive line than I have uh, in years. Yay. Well, that's great. <laughs> Jeepers, creepers. I'm being very positive Arizona's tonight. defensive line reminds me of the scene from The Odyssey. Great job, Jedfish. Is that the one where the guy flies too close to the sun? Nope, that's Icarus. Yeah, that that's... is completely different. That's what a is? Greek myth. Oh. Uh, the Odyssey is Odysseus coming back from the big that's war. That's the one the with Iliad. Russell Crowe. 
No, that's Gladiator. That's the one with Brad Pitt. That is the actual Iliad. Troy. Uh, that's Troy, but I that's the that Iliad one. story. With Achilles. Achilles, yes. I know that one. Yes, there you go. So the, the Iliad is the prequel <laughs> to the Odyssey. Shelby's considering. And now future. everybody's like super bored, so I'll, we'll leave it there. But Brad Pitt was really good in that movie. Icarus is my dog. You like flying too close to the sun? I think that's what John Wilner and John Canzano did. That's true. Oh my God, that was so I good. I love that. I love it. All right, well, I know there's going to be a whole bunch more things happening with the Colorado and the alignment and Pac-12 imploding, like whatever. Jason will cover all of that for everyone over the next 48 hours. Bang, bang. Closely. So until then, do we have any more football things or positions we're doing? Oh, well, yes, Shelby. We have linebackers, linebackers next and then secondary. Secondary, because special teams gets love, too. Oh, then we're going to do special teams also. Then we're doing special teams also. <laughs> <laughs> Shelby just had a brain fart. I did. Thought, okay, whatever. You're pretty. Thanks, Dave. Come here right now. Let's end the podcast. Fair down. Come Fair here down. right now. Come here. Yeah, Shelby, it's just going to be super interesting to see how Arizona pounds the hole with the offense and then fills the gap defensively. They're so talented at spreading the offense wide and really getting in that hole. Yeah, I mean, you just got to penetrate as much as you can, and eventually you're going to succeed. <laughs> That's the key to success in football. It only takes two minutes of sheer horror. A new Paramount Plus original docuseries. We were dealing with a serial killer preying on elderly women. A cold-blooded killer hidden in plain sight. He's suffocating people with a pillows. Leaving corpses all over Texas. How did it happen? I was responsible for her. The guilt is immeasurable. They covered it up. Pillowcase Murders, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus.